Hello, friends. Welcome back. It has been a hot minute, absolutely. For those of you listening, who are just tuning in, who have been waiting patiently, it's finally here. I apologize for the delay, being the only one that edits these, and having come across some rough times, it took a little bit to get me behind the desk. And for those who have yet to reach this point, you won't even notice a difference. So, there's that. I would like to thank all of our community in our Discord and all of the people who have reached out to me personally. I am fine. Thank you very much for your concern. But I'm back to it. And we have a story to get to, don't we? Officer Keith, thank you. Give me the book that I need. It was on the shelf for a little while. Oh, there's a little bit of dust. And, oh, Gregory's bringing me my tea right now. I do have one announcement to make. There are going to be some changes. Effective this episode and beyond, there are going to be ad reels and promotions from other podcasters and our sponsors. And so, somewhere in the middle of the writer's room, you will hear either Patrick or Evan's voice talking about who we're promoting for this article, and who our sponsors are. If you'd like to do a cross-promotion, an ad reel, or even become one of our sponsors, feel free to reach out to us at writersroom7c at gmail.com. And that's the number seven. There, of course, will be affiliate links in the description so that you can find everything that we're promoting. Speaking of which, Patrick, if you'd like to tell us who our sponsors are, that would be wonderful. Sure thing, Zoe. The Writer's Room is sponsored in part by Level Up Dice, providers of boutique metal, wooden, glass, resin, and semi-precious stone dice for all of your favorite TTRPGs. To support the podcast and get a set for yourself, use the unique link in our bio. That's bit.ly slash L-U-D writer's room. Level up dice. Luxury at your fingertips. The writer's room is also sponsored in part by Ten Quills Dice. Tired of handpicking your sets of D10s from your normal sets of seven? So was our narrator. Handcrafted by Zoe herself, you can find them everywhere on social media at Ten Quills Dice and also at tenquillsdice.com. Thank you, Patrick. I suppose that's another announcement I needed to make. Come June 1st, I'll be opening my dice shop. So you too can have your own set of D10s that aren't necessarily Bones dice that you can only get from the Kofi page. I need to come up with a tagline at the end there. Something like, 10 Quills Dice, where D10s are your friends. I'll workshop it. Anyway, we have an article to get to, don't we? We left off without being able to see what had happened to poor Roderick. Strap in, everybody. Trigger warning here. There is some gore involving eyes and some depictions of skeletons. Comfy? Cozy? Good. Let's begin. Article 26. The Moment. The camera is above us, circling slowly, giving us a bird's-eye view. It is gray, overcast, and there is rain. And as we look down, we see a cliffside. And as we descend, slowly circling, 
we can begin to make out what's on this cliffside. There are posts within the stone itself. On those posts are old chains, or perhaps a skeletal figure. And as we circle closer, we land on one of those posts that is occupied. As the camera switches viewpoints from the seagull it was riding on to just behind Wayland and Jesse, we get a good look at exactly why they reacted so viscerally. The left side of Roderick's face, from his scalp down to his chin, is skeletonized. There is no skin, no lips, no nose, and his eye has been replaced by a black one with a red pupil, and where the skin on the right side meets his left, it appears rotted and flaking, outlined in black and red. That eye appears to be floating in that socket, and is moving in erratic patterns, and those patterns have nothing to do with Roderick's actual will. As he lifts his head lazily, and his other glazed eye attempts to focus on the two men in front of him. Roderick, you don't look too good. Wayland's got a hand on his dagger, just in case. You'll have to forgive me. If I knew I was having company, I would have put the kettle on. (laughs) What brings you here? I'm here to find out what you know, to ask you a couple questions. Your queen must not be very good at listening. I know nothing, and I'm not saying a dumb word. So you might as well just leave me here to make friends with the seagulls. His eye looks up at the seagull on the post. The black eye stares at you, Jesse. How'd you make it back to Aragosta? Roderick smiles, but it's extremely difficult to tell because only half of his face is really registering it. I swam. How did you find your way to him? I've not met someone so devout. Whatever Murphy had dies, and his normal eye stares at you again, and this time there's a grimace on his face. Devout. You think I asked for this? That I wanted this? No one would want this. Well, you're not dead. There are things worse than death. In fact, you'd be doing me a favor. The pistol on your belt ain't just for show. His normal eye is still staring at you, Jesse, while he's speaking, but the red and black eye dart down to where your pistol is at your belt, and then dart back up to you. Oh god, they're going in two different directions. Oh no. Why didn't you put it right between my eyes, huh? Put me out my misery. Somehow I have a feeling that wouldn't work. <laughs> Won't know unless you try now. Come on. I'll even make it easy for you. And he leans his head back and closes his normal eye, while that red and black eye is staring at you. Did you make a deal with him? Roderick starts to cough, and it sounds like the death knell of a dying man. 
He leans his head as far back as he can against the post. Apparently your ears don't work too well either. So let me say it in plain old Titan for ya. And then spits at you. Fuck off. Leave me to rotted peace. I'm gonna pretend like that didn't happen. Wayland, as that interaction was going on, you know very well that this place is patrolled and watched. Not necessarily for the sake of the prisoners, but in case any despairing soul wanders this way to get a gift. You notice shadows around the corner, and you're not quite sure if it's the patrol or not, because they haven't shown themselves yet. Mm -hmm. Whereabouts are they? On the left and the right. What Wayland is going to do, he's going to walk up to Jesse. He's been hanging back. Got some visitors at three and nine o'clock. I'll be back. Oh, we only, that's like a bunch of hours from now. (sighs) Left and right, Jesse, left and right. Yeah, I'm fucking with you, go. And Wayland vanishes. That same shadowy mantle crawls around Wayland. And I think to the viewer, it's just sort of this glimmer that passes over him. And then he's just kind of gone. You've kind of forgotten that he was there in the first place. Huh. Interesting how perception works. Mm-hmm. From a certain point of view. I will spend a hero point to use Vanish. I can be vanished for up to two hours now. Or whensoever I choose to drop it. Yes. And so now, we enter risk time. Okay. Alright, so what are your approaches for this? He's going to start moving around to the left to just see if he can get a viewpoint on what might be casting those shadows. If it's the guard or if it's other potential worshippers. Okay, that sounds like finesse. And... Well, I've got nothing in hide, which sucks. Notice? Yeah, finesse and notice I think works. He's going to be slinking along the ground as quietly as he can. Eagle eyes on point. Yep. Gather your dice. So that's one, two, three, four. Four for nest and three for notice. We got plus one bonus die from Eagle Eye to vision-based risks. And I don't think I have any others, but I think that's okay. We've got eight die in total at the moment. Jesse, how are you approaching the situation? Oh, God. This is hard. Mm-hmm. It's rough, buddy. So, I guess I'm just trying to get information out of him. Get him to tell me things. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to intimidate him into giving you the answers? Jesse doesn't feel like he can do that. Then are you trying to empathize with him? So, Jesse is very much calling back to his whole engagement with even Rude. This is very much a mirrored situation even Rude was pushed up against the tree by Jesse, and Roderick is up against this pole, chained without Jesse's help. So Jesse is actually trying not to be angry. He's trying to focus and actually like maintain his emotion like he is normally pretty decent at. Mm-hmm. Jesse trying not to be angry. What a concept. I think I'm going to do an ash and convince. Okay. With a little bit of insisting. Ugh. Okay. You love that fucking advantage. I only used it once. It was the very second article. Yeah, you used it on Evenrude. Yeah. 
I got no other advantages that are going to be helpful other than insistence. Mm-hmm. You are not on the rose, so you don't get that extra raise, boy. I'm not being intimidated, so indomitable will does not come into play. Not yet, at least. Nothing that gives me extra, extra dice source. So I'm sitting at four. Definitely misheard that because I heard extra dinosaurs and I was very confused. Definitely no polydactyl source. Rex is four dice plus one for it being the first combination I've used today. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if the other one I get as well. That's up to you, Zoe. Yes, absolutely. Take your two for flair. Two for flair. So I have six. I have 11 total. Consequences and opportunities because this is a risk. The risk is called the stare down. Oh, great. Funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, for those listening, uh, I know we don't talk about stories often, but currently, right now, Jesse is working towards getting the stare down advantage. I think that's interesting that we don't talk about stories. I know it's because it's spoilers, but it's just like, it's it's funny that I, I realize that we don't talk about. Yeah, that is the only thing that we plan out is just these vague bare bones of a story. And oftentimes we, we kind of figured them out as we go along because things happen in role play that often change what our story steps would have been. Also, you guys keep it from each other. <laughs> we do sometimes. Not all the time. I'm getting a very dirty look from Zoe. Just parts. We like to surprise one another. Yeah, I get it. You get to be the keeper of secrets. I know. It's sometimes a burden and a curse. Wait a minute. Those are two bad yes, things. Yes, exactly. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Man, sometimes it sucks, but it's also kind of shitty sometimes too. <laughs> Jesse, Roderick isn't saying anything. And has even gone as far as to ask for a mercy bullet from you. You are using panache and convince to interrogate him. One raise equals one question answered. If you tack another raise onto that, it convinces Roderick to be honest and not lie to you. Okay. The consequence of this, Roderick's eye seems to be focused on your hand, the gift... Perhaps Roderick will say something that Jonah does not want you to hear. Each raise spent here prevents the hand from acting on its own. Ooh, that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Wayland. Hmm. Backbreaker's Bay has watchers for worshippers, and they seem to be closing in. Yes. So it's going to be four raises to keep them distracted enough to allow Jesse to finish his conversation. There is a spending cap. Interesting. You can only spend one raise per action. I gotta get clever. And I will also say, you have an opportunity here that you find something that isn't supposed to be here. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so hero points? I think I'm going to hold off on the hero point because I only have the one left after using Vanish. I don't really know if Waylon needs more dice. I could be wrong. I don't think Waylon needs more dice. I think I'm okay. I think I will be the one that needs raises. 
how many points in the charter pool is there when it starts at the beginning of the session? Five. Five. Okay, because it's a six. Is it six? Then it is six. Well, it's, it says six next to it currently. Because it's you and Wayland, Cosette, Roz, uh, Charles, and Elliot. Elliot has not signed the charter. Elliot has not signed the charter, so it should be five luck. I apologize. You know what? What? I would argue that currently Jesse is the center of attention. Oh. Mm. Therefore, I'm going to activate the virtue of the rose. Glorious. There's a virtue when you're a center of attention for the next risk when you determine raises every die counts as a raise. How many dice do you have in your pool, you monster? Six. Okay. Wow. Wowzers. Which, you know, think about it. If Pat did that, he would have 11. That would... (laughs) (laughs) I am definitely not the center of attention, though. I am trying to do the exact opposite of that. You are literally disappeared. Literally gone. (laughs) For all intents and purposes, I don't exist. Yeah. Wayland really said, do not perceive me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. I need that on a shirt. Or just like straight up, you know, do it to him, Zoe. Nah, it's good. It's good. So remember that you can also spend hero points to grant yourself extra dice. For Jesse, that would just be a fucking extra raise. Yeah, I'm gonna give myself one more raise. Uh Uh-huh. So so how many you got? Seven? Seven. Uh, Okay. I'm gonna hold on to mine because I have an idea of how to use it. Fucking Wayland is the only one rolling. Oh, wait, that's sad. What? I'm just going to take a handful of dice and just roll them for fun. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> just to mock you, Zoe. Oh, thanks. Hey, you, you did it. Yeah, well. yeah. Roll the bones already. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. That's pretty good. Well, shit. What do you got, Wayland? Okay, so that's... <laughs> this is the first time this has happened, and it's amazing. That's five tens right off the bat. <laughs> on the Whoa. die. What? Okay. Then we got another 10, which is six. Dang. All right. So this is how it works out. We've got five tens. We've got uh, a three, a two, and a six. We've got an eight and a five. And what this is, spicy meatball. I'm going to take a picture of this right now because it's too fucking funny. Jesus. <laughs> John Wick, give me strength. <laughs> If it makes you feel any better, I do have one left over, but I have seven raises. <laughs> so you have a danger point. Here you go. Give me that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> not my fault. I know it's not your fault. I have three danger points. All of a sudden doesn't feel very risky anymore. <laughs> no, no, it still feels risky because I got to be clever enough to justify all four of those distractions. I got three, and I'm racking my brain for a fourth, and I sh- I'm having a hard time over here. Oh, you're having a hard time? I'm sorry. Man, I'm, I'm sorry. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. You both are tied for raises, so whoever wants to fucking go first. Pat, it's all you, buddy. Oh, come on. Oh, it actually God does make sense, because they're closing in, and they're just about to begin their conversation. That's true. All right. So, I imagine this is a very rocky area. 
and there are bigger boulders that over time had washed up on shore. The people on the left who are kind of coming around that rock face, what Waylon's going to do is he's going to be on the other side of it and he is going to pick up a rock and he's going to take his dagger and he's going to run the dagger across the rock. He's going to exclaim in pain as if he has just cut through a part of himself. Hmm. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. <gasps> and then he is immediately going to book it around the other side. So when they come, there's no one there. The person hurriedly rounds the boulder and is looking frantically for that noise to the point where they look over the cliffside. They're actually checking every nook and cranny. They dig a little hole in the ground. They're like, hello? Hello? Just a bunch of fucking weeds. Sorry, pet pet. They're not guards or, you know, covered in armor or anything like that. It's just some pirate with, you know, a knife and a pistol and looking around for this person that potentially hurt themselves. So they are thoroughly distracted. Yeah. I'm going to spend one of the raises. That's the extent of what I'm going to do. As the person is looking around... They miss looking around the corner of the boulder where they would see Jesse talking with Roderick, but the camera continues to go around the boulder and we transition over there. You have been cursed by Jonah, yes. Turns his skeletal face to you, the eye still fixed. And here I was trying to be subtle. What gave it away? So he claimed you. Oh, you're very astute. Can't hide nothing from you. And now he left you here to rot. Is it really that obvious? Say, you'd make a great spy master. Perhaps I'll talk you up to the queen the next time she visits. Zoe, would you say that this conversation I'm having with Roderick has sparked some or bad feelings that might lead me into trouble? I'd absolutely say so. He is patronizing you and enjoying it. You get a brief flashback of when you were on the island hiding behind Elijah while Roderick boasted about taking people's tongues from them and smashed Captain Royce in the face with his rifle. While it is a one-sided grudge because he has no idea who you are, I'd say there's a grudge there. I'll take that here. Yeah, there's a reason that Wayland's like not terribly horrified and doesn't feel too bad for this guy. <laughs> While you have your moment of remembering how much of a bastard this guy was, the black and red eye appears to be roving around listlessly, not focusing on anything, but it cannot stop moving. Hey, he snaps in front of his face. All eyes on me. He glares at you for a moment, and then rolls his normal eye. That red and black eye, though, the second that your hand came into view, seems to be focused solely on your hand now. I'm actually going to use a hero point for insistent instead of a raise. Okay. To insist... I'm going to pressure him to look at me. And if he can't look at me, boy, going to be feeling so pressured. Ooh, we like that. Mm. 
we both just did that at the same time. It was very, very husky. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. Is that something I could do? If I may. Yeah. Roderick doesn't have raises in this scene, and that's what Insistent is for. It's so that the enemy burns raises. Mechanically, Roderick, for all intents and purposes, is helpless. He has no raises, no agency of his own, but I do have danger points to spend. You realize that the eye is focused on your hand, and so you raise your hand up to your eye level, and the eye follows it. He puts his right hand behind his back. I want your full attention. When you remove the hand from sight, the eye starts to look all around. And the piece of information you get is that Roderick cannot control this eye. I'm spending a danger point. Does that mean insistence stops working? Yes. Roderick physically makes a pained face. You must either be the stupidest pirate I've ever come across, or you're just ignorant. You got my full attention, son. You're just gonna sit here and ask me obvious questions that you already know the answer to. What the fuck are you wasting your time here for? I will spend two aces to get some truthful information. Mm -hmm. I will spend an additional raise for Jesse to stay focused and maintain control. Which is why he puts it out of his line of sight. If he doesn't see it, he won't think about it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Did you cut it out? Why the fuck would I cut my own eye out? You sounded like a desperate little bitch running off. (sighs) Any sane man would when they hear the devils around. You weren't there. The only reason why he came is because you were afraid. He was not there before. You fell into your own trap. Roderick thinks for a little while, and the eye starts to move a bit faster, a bit more jerkily. You fucking prick. You must be one of those Black Betty sods. You and your pirate ilk brought about his worshipper. Pirate, ATC. Strip down the labels. You and I are sailors. She happened to see the freighter. You called her by her true name, didn't you? You summoned him. He's leaning as far as he can to try and get as close to you as possible, and his face is visibly getting red. Answer my question. I didn't see the freighter. I was a bit busy having my eye torn out. So how do you know it was even there? Jonah himself took it from me. He picked that beach clean of anything he wanted. Tell me what you know. He goes to breathe in to speak. Your hand lets go of the chains and drops to his mouth. Yeah, I'm going to spend another raise. Jesse very steadily grabs it with his other hand. It is a struggle. And he returns it to the chain in which he grabs the fingers, curls them around. He took my eye. He took another crewmate's lung, fingers, organs. It didn't matter. He had a surplus. All fresh for him, like at market. The devil was looking as fresh as you. Or anyone else that ain't missing parts. And the next thing I knew, I was here. And he told me to see what I could see. But I let them capture me instead. Because I'd rather be a feast for seagulls than give the 
devil his due. Jesse, he's getting very loud. Do not raise your voice at me. Roger takes a deep breath and is about to shout at the top of his lungs. With his left hand, not the devil's hand, Jesse instinctually puts his hand over Roderick's mouth. And Roderick is silenced for the moment. Which is a great transition over to where Wayland is. Mm-hmm. You can faintly hear Roderick starting to lose his patience and his voice is starting to rise, which, of course, on a cliffside is beginning to echo. So you have another shadow coming closer. Mm-hmm. So same kind of idea as before, but this time I'm moving back where we came from, away from Roderick and Jesse. I don't want them to see that there's another person there. I am going to go up to the cliffside, and in combination with what I have done before, that sound of someone cutting a piece of themselves off. I will spend another raise. He's going to call out in sort of a very desperate voice. I have nowhere else to turn. And chuck the rock off the cliff until it makes the in the ocean. We see someone bolt out of the woods. You actually sweep away from this person as they're running towards the cliffside. Yep, just kind of do that weird trade places thing where I'm just all of a sudden behind them. They slide with complete disregard of what the rocks could do to their legs till they're right at the edge and they lean over and they're looking around frantically. There ain't nothing there. He immediately crawls over the cliffside and you see on their back, all along their arms, are these webs as the tattoos start to glow. Oh. They're calling. It is Castilian, so we can see the subtitles. Don't worry, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm coming to get you. Hold tight. Oh, I actually really enjoy the flavor of this because this is such a nice, like, they're not here to, like, take them down. They're here to try and help them. Yeah, they're here to help them, but there's also, you know, chains and poles that they tie them up onto. For the people who are not beyond saving, the people who are still on that precipice and who haven't made the choice yet. The despairing people. That's pretty cool. I like that. You do technically have more raises than Jesse, so it is still technically your initiative, but you cannot spend any more raises on distracting for now. Is going to start looking around, and I'm going to spend the two raises for that opportunity of finding something that isn't supposed to be here. Okay. You look in a mirror and see yourself and Jesse. You shouldn't be here. That's like, oh, it's us. <laughs> He's looking around, he's keeping an eye on Jesse, he's clocking where all the rest of the watchers are, he's keeping an eye on the cliffside, he's on a pivot at the moment, and he's looking at every little detail, and something is out of place. Oh, so Hmm? Do you have an idea? No, I want to hear your idea. Out of the corner of your eye, when you move your head just to look around, you swear you catch the glimpse of a cat. Fuck off. You swear upon Paga's mantle that you saw the two glowing orbs out of the dark. Cat immediately snaps back to that area. It's gone. There's nothing there. But like you'll see it in passing. It's like a moving shadow. Is my vanish still active? Yeah, your vanish is still active. Okay. And I can't spend any more raises towards distraction. That's all right. I'll let you think for a little while. We're going to transition back over to Jesse. 
as the camera pans from where Waylon saw those bright green orbs, it zooms back in on the cliffside where Jesse and Roderick are continuing their conversation. Jesse, the moment that you put your hand over Roderick's mouth, he tries to fight you. In fact, he tries to bite you. Like lightning fast, grabs the chains and pushes it back. You hear the chains creak as that hand grips them. He gets yanked all the way back. The back of his head hits the timber. I would assume the eye is looking up at it. The eye is staring directly up at the hand. I need you to be quiet. Can you do that? You're not here on your queen's orders, are you? So why are you bothering with me, then? How much do you know about our lord and savior, Jonah? Roderick stares at you. So it's true, then, what they say about this place. You're one of them, aren't you? Checking in, are you? Did he send you here? Because he doesn't like what he sees. Too fucking bad. So, your funny eye, you can't actually see through it. You're pretty fucking dense. Have you tried looking through it? I'd say you're about as dense as a fucking brick. I ain't looking through this damn thing. I can't see. Feel free to take it out and put your pistol in its place. You don't want to be alive anymore. That's clear as day. Oh, finally coming around, are you? Well, if you're not here to kill me, and you're not here for your queen, then what the devil sent you to do to me, huh? I can impart some honesty unto you. Get busy talking, so I can get busy dying. My main reasoning for being here is you have information that other people should not have. And that eye is still fixed right above him. I cannot have any connection to you whatsoever. Well, today's your lucky day. I don't even know who the fuck you are to begin with. I'm Captain Jesse Nakansa of the White Rose. The second that you say the White Rose, his normal eye widens. So that's where you run off to. (laughs) No wonder the Relentless couldn't find you. You went straight to the devil, didn't you? Sold your soul to get away from the ATC. And he leans his head back and opens his mouth to either breathe a sigh or laugh. But he opens his mouth and he's actually letting rainwater in, desperately trying to get any amount of liquid. And finally he leans his head down. We were supposed to catch you that day. Finally rid the ATC of the thorn in its side. Technically, we came to you, and yet you still didn't catch us. You did a great job. (laughs) Doesn't matter, really. Even Rude's plan worked. And what was that? I'll spend two races and another honest answer. We got word from the Relentless that the Rose escaped. And in order to lure her back, we decided to take down old Royce. Now, Black Betty's very easy to catch, you see. All you had to do was tell her where you were and wait. And sure as the sky be blue, there they were, falling right into our trap. 
the relentless pushed her up into the rocks while we took care of the rest. The relentless was there. Captain Scarlet then retreated to wait for when the Rose showed up to save the members of the Black Betty. If only we'd known we were taking down a ship that belonged to the devil himself. Perhaps we would have let the relentless take you on herself. Is that what you don't want getting out? Wouldn't want your queen to learn you're a traitor. Perhaps you don't want me going and telling the relentless that you're back. You know things about me and people close to me that cannot get out. What's the security of me and my friends and my crew at risk? Ain't that a crying shame? I... Which is why you have one of two options. It's mighty generous of you. You either stay here on this pole, or I take you down and you walk. You're so close to Roderick, and you've been this close to Roderick for a while, that the smell of rotting seaweed and corrosive flesh is now starting to get under your skin. You're just now smelling what this gift has done to Roderick, and is doing to Roderick. Two for two, lad. I'll take both ends either way. What? I don't understand. You see, you got it all wrong. Normally, you give an ultimatum like that to a man who wants to live. And while the devil's working through me, whether you let me rot or you let me go... I will meet my end, and it'll be my choice, not his. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You don't share any part of your soul with Jonah, do you? Now you're getting it. That is where you and I differ. Let me guess. You asked for a gift so you could escape the relentless. Not by choice. Couldn't face her on your own terms. You had to get help. Purely desperation. It's a funny word for cowardice. We were escaping. I think fleeing is the word you're looking for. Where do you think we ended up? Where someone so desperate needed to find a way to leave. Where all cowards end up, I expect. Where do you think we went, Roderick? I'm going to spend a danger point here. Okay. Again, you're very close to Roderick. In that moment, he headbutts you. I'd like to give you a dramatic wound for that. Uh, yeah, cracked one on the head. God, Jesse's going to have brain damage, Zoe. <laughs> Sorry. So we see the headbutt hit and he is reeling back for another hit. His hat flies off. I don't care where the fuck you went, or where you came from, or what your name is, or who your crew is. Just fucking kill me already. It's real easy to keep quiet when you're dead. Ow. And if you won't do it, I'll scream as loud as I can. And let them know to kill you, too, while they're at it. And I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like a great transition over to Wayland. I need to 
keep everybody away from Jesse. What I think I'm going to do as Wayland is racking his brain of what to do next, especially seeing that these people aren't there to hurt anyone necessarily, but to try and help them show them a different course of action. Wayland were to drop his vanish so that they could see him move out of view and I could spend my other hero point to vanish again. Mm. The idea that I had was reappear, mask still over the face, hair tucked into the jacket and collar up. So I'm like relatively unrecognizable. Like if they saw me in the streets of Aragosa, they wouldn't really think twice about it. Right in the middle of the entrance to this place. Turn around, soft smile with thank you, and then walk around the other side of the rock face and vanish again. Yo, we're going to give this fucking pirate crazy nightmares, <laughs> a ghost story and shit. I have it in my head that it's like, okay, they're trying to help people. So what if I showed them a specter of someone thanking them for what they're doing and then vanishing again and kind of leaving them with this like, oh, maybe we're doing the right thing here. Like maybe we really are helping people. Even if this is a specter of some lost soul that we couldn't get to in time, the fact that we're still helping other people, it's worth it doing what we're doing. But also kind of leaving them with that, like, ooh, that was spooky. Kind of want to go and think about this for a while. That's sort of the impact that I want for this to have. I'm wondering if you like that idea. I do like that idea. I will spend that second hero point as well exactly how you describe it you stand in plain sight and a watcher catches you out of the corner of their eye you say thank you and before they can approach you you vanished by the time they've gotten there and the man looks haunted and with renewed determination and a little bit of fear driving him he heads back along the cliffside where he came from away from Jesse and Roderick. My attention goes back to the forest where I saw the eyes sort of blink and vanish. Lots of vanishing going on. And ever so slightly move closer and try and kind of get a better vantage to see if I can glance any shadows moving around if Audra might be there. What you see is Audra. Oh, fuck. Walking through the woods with a very familiar sword at her hip. It's got spikes on the ground. Oh, son of a fuck. How did she get... Fuck. Okay. And is she walking towards anybody? She's walking towards the cliffs. Son of a fucking bitch. Okay. Since you're hidden and you know Audra, the way how her veil works, the world around her moves and shimmers. Almost like that weird like water effect. Okay. What do I do here? Do you want to step into the writer's room and talk about it real quick? Yeah, I'm at a loss here. Okay, let's do that. Uh, what do you think? I think she's going to try and kill Jesse. Well, she's moving towards the cliff. Yeah, where Jesse and Roderick are. Or she's going to try and kill Roderick. Oh, okay, yeah. Need that sword back. Well, the Explorer Society had it. So if we get it back, hey, Bonaventure, we have this sword. And it's like somebody stole this from the Explorer Society and we just encountered... Mad Maeve, who was one of the people of the Red Ghost. Is she heading towards Jesse and Roger? Nope. She's heading towards the cliffs. Oh, yeah. You got to get that fucking sword, dog. Yeah, I got to get that fucking sword. But carefully. Pointy. 
Could we about to give Cosetta a really cool sword? I don't know that Cosette wants that sword. Yeah, you're probably right. Sheesh. Also, Elaine needs that sword back. But it's not from Avalon. Yeah, it is. The metal beard was from Avalon, I thought. And we found out that the sword uses, it's like a ported sword. It uses blood. Yeah. We were pretty sure it was unsealy magic, I, I recall. What you guys deduced on your own without conferring with the Explorer Society is that it is a bastardation of Montaigne and Avalonian magics. It uses blood to fuel its magic. But it was in the possession of Avalon. It was in the possession of an Avalonian. And it was one of the stolen artifacts. Yes. Queen Bonaventura had the sword on the table and she gestured to it. How did Audra get it? She's sneaky. She's just doing the same thing you're doing right now, buddy. All right. I'm furring with fellow player. What do you think is worth it here? I kind of want to spend a raise and throw my dagger at Audra. Just spend a raise and get the sword back. It's going to be two raises to get the sword back and a hero point. Mm-hmm. On top of Wayland having to spend an improv raise to go outside of his approach. I mean, you could spend a raise to finesse it out of her hand. Sure. However, you need to spend the raise to change not only your trait, but your skill as well. And finesse and noticing it out of her hand, it's going to take a lot of convincing to make me accept it. I have two raises left. At this point in time, I would like to remind you as your narrator that you have some things that can help you in this situation, such as your bonus pool of dice from signing your charter. I'm referring to the luck pool. Because it's called the luck pool, and because I personally don't give a flying fuck, you can take those dice right now and roll them and give yourself some bonus raises. Because you're lucky. And because the mechanics are there for you to use them. And sometimes I have to remind you that they exist. How many do we have left? You have five. I'm going to take two. You can roll as many as you want. I'm going to roll all five. All right, roll the bones. It's a seven. That's a three. Mm-hmm, that's a ten. That's a raise. That's a seven. That's a three. Big fan of that. That's two raises. We got a ten. That's three fucking raises. So now we've got four in total. That's pretty fucking beautiful right there. All right. Do you have one hero point? No, I've spent all of them. Your advantage that you just got. Referring to we share our victories. I am currently trying to help Jesse complete one of his story steps. Is it during or after? It just says, if you help a fellow hero complete a story step. Uh, And it says complete. (sighs) Fuck my ass. I know. I know. Uh, For those listening, we share our victories is when you help another hero complete a step in his personal hero story, you gain a hero point. Whenever another hero helps you, whenever another hero helps you complete a step in your personal hero story, they gain a hero point. And because wording is key here and it's not a spoiler, Jesse's story step was... An audience with the devil's cultist. Ah, yes. We have completed that story step. It does not say successfully. We got the audience, which means we've completed the story step. Hallelujah. Technicalities. Let's go. So I do have a hero point. Fuck, this is ridiculous. Let's go, gang. Let's go. Oh, Evan, you you clever boy. (laughs) You clever boy. Look, I'm a groveler. As long as I... (laughs) 
get what I want. This is what I love about this game is is like trying to find like all the loopholes to make it work. Fucking loophole. It's like bargaining, but like way more aggressive. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's literally like the breath of the wild way of looking at things. It's like, how can I just fuck up the way the developers want me to do this and just do it my own way? Yeah. But also still do it. Dropping a bomb on the ground, shield surfing, and then using that to make sure you sail all the way to Hyrule Castle to fight Calamity Ganon before you have any clothes. <laughs> just using Deku sticks and... A hope and a dream. Okay, let's head back in, shall we? Yes. Zoe... Yes, Patrick? If I spent the raises to enlist the Watchers for help by telling them that I've pursued a Jonah worshiper to this spot who has a powerful artifact stolen from Queen Bonaventura, if I rushed Audra, just full-on rushed her, if I spent all four raises to do that right now... That's spicy as hell. I'll allow it. Yes! <laughs> Wait, is, so do you still have a danger point left? I have one danger point left. Oh, this is going to be interesting because that means I don't have any raises. Yep. Oh. I'm not helpless. It means whatever happens next, you have no agency. It'd be great if we could just pull Queen Elaine and Bonaventura and Cosette up here so I could just, you know, confront them. <laughs> have another hero point. Ah, <laughs> uh, if only you had rolled a remainder. Describe to me how this looks. Gonna remove the mask from his face, take his hair out, and he is going to, as if he's coming from up the path, because he's still vanished right now, and they're not going to notice him until they turn around and look at him. He is going to call out, Hey, help, please. I've been tracking Ojona worshiper all the way here. She's stolen an artifact from Queen Bonaventura. And then they see Audra waltz out of the fucking woods, just like humming a song to herself, holding this artifact and admiring it. I'm just going to book it towards her as they are following behind me. Uh Uh-huh. You've got two watchers following behind you. Arms wrapped around, pull away from the cliff. What the idiot! You feel in your gut something puncture, so take a dramatic yeah. wound. <laughs> so that and then I'm going to spend a danger point. Wasn't the danger point? Hold on, just wait. Okay. <laughs> You're on top of her. You feel your legs drop and hit the ground, and then your waist drop and hit the ground, and she's quickly vanishing. Oh. I can always count on you to fuck everything up. She pulls her claw out from your gut. <laughs> What's the matter, Wayland? Cat got your tongue? (laughs) Right as the guards show up, she completely vanishes. You're left on the ground with sizable, like, pinholes where her fingers were. Yeah. You'll be okay. And there's the sword. Points to one of the guards. Don't let it prick you. Whatever you do, don't let it prick you. One of them takes their coat off and throws it over and picks it up. And the other guy comes over to you. All right, you're fine. No. It's okay. You're fine. She's a member of the Red Ghost. Calm down. And they tend to you. They are thoroughly distracted. There's no way that they're going to interrupt our good boy over there. You've got the sword. Not you specifically, but the sword is out of Audra's hands. Oh. And we go back to Jesse. You're a bad man. 
says the man who sold a piece of himself to the devil. No, I'm not a bad man. I don't keep prisoners. I don't keep slaves. I don't hold them like cattle, trade them like coin. We don't do that. Pirates believe in freedom. Do away with the titles. Boy, I thought we were sailors, you and I. But if we're going to do titles, you might want to take murderers yours. So do you. I hear tell the Rose of the Atabayan has killed thousands of blue goats. So how many is it, really? Not enough. And you say I'm a bad man. Guess their lives don't count, do they? They've chosen that life. They've chosen to be with the ATC and to follow their guidance, follow their rules. That's on them. And what if the other choice was death? Not everyone is as thrilled at the proposition of it as I am. What if it was a better life? It's not about whether it's a better life for them, it's about better life for those they interact with. How dare you not consider those in servitude? Oh, we consider them more than you do. You wouldn't even give them a choice, would you? You mock what we stand for and claim it as a better life. We believe in giving them a choice instead of taking it away from them. No, you don't. You brand pirates and execute them. It's like sport for you. We brand pirates to keep tabs on them. They had their chance. It was a warning that they didn't heed. They chose that life. That's on them, isn't it? That's where you and I differ. I don't deny my evils. I don't deny it either. However, what I do deny is the people that I do take from this world. I take bad people who do bad things to other people. And I protect those in which you do bad things too. Oh, you think you're some kind of evangelical savior of man just because you got a gift from the devil? How many kids have you killed? How many sons and daughters? How many lives? It's all about perspective. You think that murder and slavery are the same thing. What is your perspective on slavery, Roderick? When I was given the choice myself, I took it, because it was better than what I had. Jesse's hand goes to his throat. The eye locks on, and he stops speaking. Oh, this guy is that much of a bastard that he has become a slave to the devil Jonah and still thinks it's a better choice. Fuck off. To clarify, I was actually referring to before the whole devil Jonah thing. Oh. I was referring to a little bit of his past. Oh, interesting. Again, information sharing. Roderick was apparently a slave at one point. Interesting. Slavery doesn't just exist in the Atabayan, gentlemen. This is very true. Leland would know. I'm sorry that you enjoyed your time, because I surely didn't enjoy mine. I was a child. Uh, So was I. Then we understand each other perfectly. From different sides. And his normal eye looks down at your hand. I might be able to help you. I don't think anyone needs to be following the devil. Roderick surrenders completely. Does not fight you at all. Not that he could anyway. And doesn't even close his eye. He stares at you. 
do it. There is a moment of full realization that maybe the two of them aren't so different in this circumstance. They're like two sides of the same coin, but this time Jesse can do something about Roderick's desperation. True freedom. A real second chance. Today doesn't have to be a last. Jesse unsheathes the hummingbird dagger and with his other hand raises Roderick's head towards his. Trust me. Roderick raises the only eyebrow he has in confusion. Do you think I want to follow Jonah? He doesn't say anything, but the eyebrow lowers and he nods. Jesse leans in and proceeds to carefully cut the eye out. The camera pans around behind the pole as Jesse begins his grim work. We see Roderick's body twitch and hear a quick hiss. Evan, what do we see when it comes around the other side? As the eyes removed, there are tethers of blackened rot that snap with a flash of familiar teal light. In place of the socket, the skin pulls itself across and forms a gnarled yet complete scar, leaving behind no trace of the devil. That's so dope. Now do you understand? Jesse lets go with his left hand, and with his right hand he's gonna break the chains. I'll squeeze real hard. And the link that you're holding onto cracks and shatters in your hand. Roderick's arms just fucking drop. He has no strength to hold them up. He looks down at his waist and at his ankles. I want to stop him so he doesn't do anything like this again. Ever. Jesse reaches down and crushes each of his manacles and removes them. He breaks everything. Roderick, unfortunately, does not have the strength to get up and walk away. He just kind of slumps and leans and sits the fuck down on the ground. I'd rather not have you die now. Jesse's going to pull some rations and some fruit and set it beside him. Got a whole life ahead of you. Roderick looks confused. He lifts his shaking hands to touch his face because he can't believe what just happened. I know. What's all this? Do you understand what I'm trying to give you? You just gave me my life back. Yeah. I just can't understand why. I don't deserve this. You said it yourself. It's all about the perspective. Roderick, look at me. And he does. You don't have to do this. We exist only for freedom. True emancipation. To stop the injustice like what he does out in these waters. Join us. Perhaps not on my crew, but a crew you can call your own. He lifts his head up. He says something in Avalonian, and the subtitles read it as, Is this your sign? And then he comes back down, and he looks at you. Please. I'll talk to your queen. Tell her what I know. No sailor deserves what I went through. I need you not to mention my name. That's the last thing I need. That's the last thing you need because you will be shot or worse. And he holds out his hand to shake yours. Which one? Definitely not to shake the devil hand. Okay. Jesse reaches his left hand out. Clasps it. If you're willing to forgive a bastard like me, then I'm willing to forget the person who saved me. I hope you take some time to reflect on your perspective. 
Same goes for you. A little perspective goes a long way. I, I. And he shakes once and lets go. See around, stranger. May the winds be at your back. May the seas carry you home. Roderick's like sat on the ground limp as he reaches over for the water flask and just empties it into his mouth. Camera cuts back to Wayland's being helped up by the watchers, pans over to Jesse, walking away. It's the perspective of the hat on the ground. You hear the footsteps. Do you see the footsteps walk by a hand, reach down, grabs the hat. The camera's still like on the ground. As he's walking away, you see him like fiddling with the hat, getting it on straight. And that's a great place to end as the camera fades to black. Evan, I am dying to know when you decided to spare his life. I think that the moment was when I wanted Jesse to pull out his dagger and pull his eye out because it's a one-sided connection. It is sentient. It has to be acting on Jonah's accord. And I was like, I could kill him, but like... He opened up about being a slave. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, wow, if things had gone a different way. Yeah, it's like kind of like Commodore... Uh, Norrington, mm-hmm. East India Trading Company Redemption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking proud of you. I was going to let that motherfucker die. <laughs> Dude, I was getting misty as that was all happening. It was like, this is amazing. This is, uh, oh. I'm like a proud mom. <laughs> My kid just did the most amazing thing that I absolutely was not expecting. And I'm so delighted to be blindsided by that. Holy fuck. I was fully expecting a repeat of Evenrude. Mm-hmm. Me too. Like, this guy's just gonna fucking die. I've made it so that he doesn't want to live anymore because he's cursed. And he's like, I have no fucking will to live because I'm fucking underneath Jonah's thumb. I hate this. When you have nothing to lose, you have everything to gain. Dude, fucking... Mm. This, this is why I love this game. This is why I love playing with you guys. This is fucking awesome. I want to give you a hair point for that. All right. I'm so fucking happy right now. I did not see this going this way at all. I did not see this coming at all. This was fucking dope. Fuck yes. (laughs) Bravo, man. That is some character progression. We'll love to see it. This is spicy. We love it. It's so good. Oh, God damn, my dude. I think that's one of the first times I've ever been able to use Lost Soul. Yeah. Holy shit. Take your point for that. Evan, if I may, I would like to grant you an advantage. Okay. It's called Savior. Oh, wow. When you take a risk in direct pursuit of redeeming a villain and turning them toward a path of heroism, you can spend a hero point in place of spending a raise for any action. If an action would require multiple raises because of improvisation, being unskilled, being under pressure, etc., you only need to spend one hero point to accomplish it. Because you are not spending raises for these actions, it remains your turn. This means that, in effect, so long as you have hero points, you can continue to take actions back to back if every action that you take is directly related to the redemption of a villain. Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. 
Dude, what a turn that would be. From session fucking one. One of the bad guys from session fucking one. Who? I never, never would have seen that coming. Ever. I did not expect this kind of return for him. I did not respect, like, I did just. It's our fault that Jonah claimed him. Oh, God. This is playing into the guilt that Jesse feels about Captain Kip and not being able to save him when he could. So why not save someone who could be saved? Oh, this is such poetry. This is so fucking beautiful, guys. We- guys, I can't write this shit. No. How could you? How could That's I? That's such an incredibly, especially for Jesse, who is like leaned into a lot of that anger and resentment so much, especially in the past sessions. Such an unbelievably human moment for him. It shows Jesse that he has, like, a little bit of control. That he's not too far gone, that nobody is. Jesus. Oh. Shit. Fuck, that's so good. (laughs) You know what, listeners? This is exactly what we're talking about. Sometimes shit happens in-game, and we make decisions that we weren't expecting to make, and we gotta change our stories a little bit, which is why we don't share them all the time. Oh, yeah, we kind of plan it out, but we really fucking don't. (laughs) So the goal for this story was deal with redacted redacted is broderick intentionally jesse was going to leave him here come back bring him down and make him walk off the cliff nope and now we are just racking up the evidence that we're not at fault that these are the powers at play we now know from someone who served under jonah we know that jonah has a body now Uh, yep that's bad it's all bad but we just stacked our deck That you did, but that is for next time. But before we go, I do have a sting cut for you. Okay. (laughs) The camera kind of fades to black as it's starting to fade in, almost like shadows. We hear this almost wind, but not quite. It's just air that's moving. We see Mad Maeve walking into a really dark place, a really nasty looking place. There are trees here, but they're twisted. There are lights here, but they're ghastly blue. There are creatures slithering, flying, flitting, skittering all around as the camera turns around and we see her face and we see this nastiness of her eye. And we hear, I didn't get it. Now, what did I tell you would happen if you failed? It's not my fault. And we see this hand reach and grab her chin and pull her. And one of the nails starts to touch the corner of her eye. And we see the skin imprint. Sweet summer child. I told you I would unravel you further should you fail. And when the nail comes away from Mad Maeve's eye, it is pulling a black thread, and it is unraveling her as though she were a spool. And the hand breaks away. Taking the thread with it, Mad Maeve falls to her knees, unable to scream, staring up at the being in front of her. The camera watches the hand toy with the thread not that there's much left of you fail me again and you will be forgotten go 
Yes, my lord. I will not fail you again. I'll be back. Mad Maeve hastily gets up, bows several times in quick succession, and then vanishes. And the camera is sat in Mad Maeve's place, staring at this figure, seated on a throne of human bones. And in the ghastly blue light that drifts in this place, we get the barest glimpse of a full set of antlers atop its head as it rubs its fingers together, savoring the touch of Mad Maeve's strand. As one of those lights passes over the camera, it goes black. That won't come back to haunt you, will it? What the <laughs> fuck? That was some kooky bitch in the Feywild. Yeah, what the fuck? Mm-mm, no thank you, please. Oh, all of your actions have consequences. Anyway, friends, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us in our after-game chats, which I don't normally post. But in this instance, I absolutely had to. As you could hear, we were all super surprised. Things are looking okay for now, but we'll have to find out next time, won't we? We'll see you then. Remember that things are not always as they seem. And as always, be safe and well.